This is This Week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman. He's in the open, and it looks like he's in. He is! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Down the left sideline, 20, 10, see ya! This is Jeff Tetford. This is Nick Rolovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. They'll roll, they'll throw downhill, wide open at the goal line, bobbling, holding, touchdown! This is Rocky Long. This is Tony Sanchez. This is Brent Brennan. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. Pass on the right side, intercepted! Looking for the home run ball, he's got it! This is Craig Bull. This is Gary Anderson. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the University of New Mexico. He catches it in stride at the 25! This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. All right, welcome into the Week 6 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. Five weeks into this 2019 season, and the Mountain West continues to turn heads around the college football world. Boise State currently ranked number 15 in the coaches poll and number 16 in the Associated Press poll. The Broncos, the highest ranked group of five program in the nation. This is the 18th consecutive season that Boise State has been nationally ranked. That is the eighth longest streak in the country. Along with that Boise State top 25 ranking, Utah State, Hawaii, Air Force, and Wyoming all receiving votes in the coaches poll. So with five teams either ranked or receiving votes, that's the fifth most in the FBS behind only the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the SEC, and the Big 12. The Mountain West continues to lead the nation with eight non-conference wins over Power 5 opponents. That is the highest mark for the conference since 2008. Coming up, up on this week's show, we'll talk to Hawaii junior quarterback Cole McDonald about the Rainbow Warriors' hot 4-1 and start here in 2019. McDonald's 1,629 yards through the air and 17 touchdown passes, both good for third in the nation and tops in the Mountain West by a wide margin. Plus, we'll also welcome in the voice of the Utah State Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Utah State jumping out to an early lead in the Mountain Division with a 2-0 conference record after a hard fought win in sloppy conditions last Saturday night over Colorado State. But up next, we recap all the Week 5 action around the Mountain West. It's the Week 6 edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Rocky Long, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas, March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. 
With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping Week 5 around the Mountain West, going back to last Friday night, San Jose State at Air Force, and the Falcons continue to put up points with big plays in the passing game. First and 10, their own 36, they go from left to right, play action. Hammond with lots of time, still with the football. Now he throws the deep ball, open, Sanders at the 20, at the 10, touchdown! Jim Arthur from Learfield IMG College. Sanders now with three touchdown catches on the year. Air Force wins big, 41-24. Utah State and Colorado State rainy night in Logan on Saturday. And Utah State's passing game largely held in check by CSU. But the Aggies would get the home win in large part thanks to special teams and defense. Hand off to Kinsey. Kinsey is hit at the line but spins out of it. And he'll try to push forward and go to the nine. Ripped out of his hands into the end zone. David Woodward's got a score. <laughs> David Woodward stood up Kinsey. No whistle. Rips it out of his hands. And unlike Wake Forest, there are no flags on the play. Utah State's got a defensive score. Voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard from Learfield IMG College. David Woodward, your Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. Scott Gerard will be with us later on to discuss that 34-24 Utah State win. Wyoming opens conference play with a convincing 53-17 home win over UNLV. The Cowboys go for 374 yards on the ground, and Sean Chambers throws a pair of touchdown passes. Gentry to the right, firing over there. This is going to be caught and in for a touchdown, Wyoming. That's the tight end, Jackson Marcotte, with the catch. And the score. Dave Walsh with the call for Learfield IMG College. Wyoming is 4-1 on the season. Also at 4-1 is Hawaii. The Rainbow Warriors go to Reno last Saturday night and battle through the elements as Cole McDonald would put on a show. Freddie Holly remains in the game at running back. He's to the right of Cole McDonald in the shotgun. Cole McDonald throwing the fade in the end zone. Wide open. Cedric Bird. Touchdown Hawaii. How easy was that? Bobby Curran on ESPN 1420 in Honolulu. Four more touchdown passes for McDonald. Three to his roommate Cedric Bird. And the Rainbow Warriors roll big time on the road 54-3. McDonald joins the show coming up here in a few minutes. And finally from week five, Fresno State now 2-2 two two as the Bulldogs intercept Josh Adkins three times and cruise to a big win on the road at New Mexico State. Second and 12 for New Mexico State at the Bulldog 23. Four-man pressure. Adkins throwing over the middle and it's picked there off. There it is, baby. Timing it perfectly and running the other way with it for Fresno Could go. State. Could go. Is Wayland free the safety. Left sideline to the Could 40 go. the Aggies. The 30 with blockers. 20, 10, 5 and yeah. into the end zone. Yeah. Wayland frees. No second flags. career interception. His first career touchdown. Paul Leffler and you heard Pat Hill on 940 
ESPN in Fresno 30-17 the final. We talk to Hawaii junior quarterback Cole McDonald next after these words from your local station. This is Jeff Tedford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Hawaii, nothing short of dominant in their conference opener last Saturday night at Nevada as the Rainbow Warriors not slowed down by the elements whatsoever. They blow out the Wolfpack 54-3. Hawaii junior quarterback Cole McDonald, your Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, throwing four touchdown passes in the victory. And he joins us right now here on This Week in the Mountain West. Cole, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing good. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you on the program. Cole, when most fans turned on that game and saw the conditions, rain, wet, cold, they probably figured that would work against Hawaii's high-flying passing game. That was not the case even a little bit. How are you guys able to overcome the elements and still play your game? Uh, you know, just having trust in the teammates and uh, just digging the coaching scheme. I mean, we knew it was going to be cold, wet. Uh, it's going to be a long night, but you know we had that mentality of uh, just going in there and handling business, regardless of what was thrown at us. Um, we just worked together and uh, came out in our favor and put 54 points on the board. Cole, right now you are third in the nation in both passing yardage and touchdown passes after five games. What is your comfort level in this offense right now compared to last season? Um, you know, it's light years, and uh, that's just a. Testament to just everybody's hard work, you know, from offensive linemen, you know, just giving me more time in the pocket to the receivers, understanding the offense more, um, and trusting me and putting the ball in different places where they can get it. Um, it's just trusting the coaching staff more, and like you said, just understanding the offense. Uh, that means getting in the film room, getting after it, and, you know, looking from last, you know, how can I improve myself and how can I, you know, get better in my personal game to help the team. And so, I mean, just those things together is what really made it. You know the numbers, eight interceptions your first three games, just one pick thrown the last two games, including no turnovers against Nevada. How do you explain the improvement there? You know, it's just getting in the film room and looking at your mistakes. And, uh, you know, Coach Rolovich and Coach Stutz both helped me out. Um, you know, breaking down film, where can I get better and how can I improve, rep it in practice, and then, you know, just go on, on Saturday night and uh, light it up. Uh, stick to the reads, you know, don't make boneheaded mistakes. Your head coach, Nick Rolovich, you mentioned him right there. He's passionate. He's also fun. He's a little goofy. But you're his quarterback. What is that coach-quarterback relationship like with you and Rolo? Um, a lot of mutual respect. He's obviously been in my shoes before. Um, he's played here at Hawaii in the running through offense, so he knows what it takes um, to you know, come here, be here, and ultimately stay here and win the people over. Um, and now he's a coach, so I mean, he had kind of, has lived it, and now he's, you know, sending it through me. Um, and so, I mean, it's just, um, you know, a lot of trust from him to me. And, uh, you know, I look up to him because he's been in my shoes, and now he's a coach, and I'm just trying to pick his brain for whatever I can, and all the information I can get from him. I mean, he's using it to my best advantage in the game. You played through some pretty significant injuries last season, and you still threw 36 touchdown passes. What were you playing through last year, and how are you feeling right now? <laughs> I'm feeling very good right now, actually. Um, last year, I had a couple of things in business. Um, first game, sprained my MCL against Colorado State. A um, couple games later, um, was playing in San Jose State, took a shot to the side, um, ended up puncturing something in my side that led to some internal bleeding um, that didn't drain properly. 
Um, and so I was out that game, and it was pretty tough coming back. Um, but played through it, and yeah, feeling pretty good right now, though. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Certainly good to see, and uh, you've thrown 17 touchdown passes so far this season. Eight of them have gone to Cedric Bird. He's your top receiver. He's also your roommate. What's that relationship like? Yeah, uh, it's a good relationship. You know, he's a great kid. Comes from a great family. Uh, he's a hard worker, and uh, you know, living together, you know, definitely helps. We spend a lot of time together, car rides, you know, on ride practices and stuff, and just hanging out afterwards. Um, Talk a lot of football. Um, he's like one of my best friends out here. Um, and the connection shows in the field. Everyone that watches you, Cole, sees the blonde dreadlocks flowing out of the bottom of your helmet. What is the inspiration for your hairstyle? Um, the inspiration actually came from one of my mentors and fellow friends. Uh, his name is Brian Moniz. Uh, he played quarterback here uh, in the run and shoot offense when Coach Rolovich was actually, I think, the offensive coordinator or quarterback's coach, which is funny. Um, so I worked out with him uh, two years ago in the summer before my uh, first year actually starting. And, you know, we were working out. We just talked a lot, you know, worked on quarterback drills. Um, you know, I just respect the man a lot. And he taught me a lot and really contributed to the season that we did have. Um, and he had dreadlocks. So um, I had long hair. I was going to cut off. And he was like, you should do it. I was like, that would be pretty cool. So I ended up doing my hair and just stuck with it. Yeah, it's worked out for you. You're a California kid, La Mirada, California, but you have a tattoo on your arm of the Hawaiian Islands. What does the state of Hawaii mean to you? Um, it means everything to me. Um, you know, being a, a a kid from the you know continental U.S., uh, it's, it's different coming out to a place like this and really experiencing this culture that everyone talks about. Um, and for me, you know, Hawaii is, Hawaii is home for me. Um, you know, I got a fan on on. Uh, continental U.S., but you know, out here, it, it, this is where I want to be. And uh, the people out here, the fans, the community, uh, just the love they have, for, you know, Hawaii and and the and the sports teams that we have here, you know, whether it's high school or college, um, they just embraced us, and you know, it just feels like home. Um, everybody here is family for me, and you know, what better way to like tell my story than get a tattooed on me? Well said. Well, Hawaii four and one on the year. Cole McDonald has dominated. He is your Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week. It's a bye week this week and then on the road at Boise State coming up on October 12th. Cole, congratulations on a big win on the road at Nevada. Uh, continued success the rest of the way. We appreciate the time. Thank you so much for having me. So Hawaii is 4-1 and one overall. They currently lead the West Division at 1-0 and in conference. Now for the Mountain, Utah State off to a perfect 2-0 start in league play. We check in with the Aggies as their play-by-play man Scott Gerrard joins the show when we return here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. 
the Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas, March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Gary Anderson, head football coach, Utah State University. Welcome back to this week in the Mountain West. Utah State leading the Mountain Division going into week six of this season with a 2-0 conference record. The Aggies beating Colorado State on a soggy field last Saturday night in Logan. Tough one ahead. Utah State goes to Death Valley to take on number 5 LSU this Saturday. Joining us right now, talk show host on 1280 The Zone in Salt Lake City and, of course, the voice of your Utah State Aggies. It is Scott Gerard. Scotty, welcome back to the show. How you doing, man? Nate, always good to catch up with you, man. How you doing? I am doing well, and the Aggies are doing well. Three and one to start the season, a great beginning to conference play. Scott, if you were going to give a grade to the 2019 Utah State football team through four games, what would it be? I'd say right now you're looking at a B, B plus. They're winning games a lot differently than they had to last year. I mean, last year it was such a track meet, and they were blowing teams out, but this year, the schedule's harder. I think Colorado State is a better team this year than they were last year. San Diego State going to that stadium and getting a win against Rocky Long's defense. And for the most part, outside of giving up two late touchdowns, having complete control of that game, I think, is a good thing. Uh, the Wake Forest, uh, you know, close loss looks better and better as Wake continues to win week in and week out. And that game was Utah State's. So all they had to do was get one stop or, frankly, on offense, get one first down, and that game's over. So, for the most part, I think Utah State has, has uh, re- responded well to a new coaching staff, to new some new talent, and uh, I think uh, as the season continues on, they may very well end up in that A range, depending on how the rest of the season goes. Jordan Love, preseason offensive player of the year in the conference. I would call it up and down. Great throws on the touchdowns to Tompkins and Rep last week, but also two interceptions, including a pick six there against CSU. Scott, how do you evaluate his play? You know, probably about the same in that B range. I mean, he's it's it's the offense is for all intents and purposes the same offense, the same pace that they're trying to go. Uh, they have tried to push the ball a little bit more downfield. I think that resulted in a couple of the interceptions against Wake Forest and then some bad reads. I mean, the uh, pick six against Colorado State that was you know a ball that shouldn't have been thrown. It was late. It was to the inside, and it was one that Jordan Love just more often than not doesn't throw. And I guess you could strike it up a little bit to the weather, but. He had six interceptions last year. He's got five right now for the, the first uh, four games of the season. So there's work to be done there. Um, I think there's an adjustment with a revamped offensive line with a group of brand-new wide receivers. So there's a little bit of adjustment period, but you can still see that this guy is an elite-level quarterback that has a chance to be playing at a high level on Sundays. Gary Anderson is back in Logan right now. Is it like riding a bike? How does it feel, the Gary Anderson 2.0 era? It really is, and he's brought a level of toughness with his team that is just synonymous with that Gary Anderson coming out of that Kyle Whittingham University of Utah coaching tree. His teams are tough, and, and frankly, they've needed to be tough. In those games against San Diego State and Colorado State, those were teams where both those squads came out and tried to be physical and, and punch Utah State in the face, and Utah State's responded well. They've got a good defense. It's been a great fit for David Woodward and Tipa Nolly. Uh, they've really meshed well with this defense, and I think that defense is going to continue to get better under Gary Anderson. Uh, he's personable. The players love him. There's been uh, no transition issues whatsoever from Matt Wells to Gary Anderson. It's been a really good fit, and, and it's been a good fit for Gary, too, after – 
you know, leaving uh, Wisconsin and then how things left it, you know, ended at Oregon State. I think it's been good for him to kind of get back to his roots, to a community that has embraced him, that he feels comfortable with. I think it's been a win-win for both sides. You mentioned Woodward and Nalii right there, the two linebackers. We expected them to be the anchors of that Utah State defense. Woodward had the big strip and touchdown last week that really swung that game and locked it up for Utah State against CSU. But those two linebackers, have they exceeded expectations? I think Woodward has exceeded expectations. Nalii, he's got an adjustment to make because, look, he jumped on the scene. He had 10 and a half sacks last season. And I think a lot of people thought he'd be right up there with Curtis Weaver as your uh, defensive player of the year and David Woodward for that matter, uh, just wrecking quarterbacks. He got his first sacks finally against San Diego State. He had a bunch of TFLs in that game. And I think he's starting to realize that he's been uh, a huge focal point of a lot of offenses. He's getting chipped. He's getting double teamed. They're putting a tight end on him to help out with that left tackle. And so that's been an adjustment for him. But he's starting to figure things out. And this coaching staff is starting to create and manufacture ways for him to get those one-on-one pursuits. So I think it's going to ramp up for him as the season goes on. And now 3-1 and one Utah State goes to take on number 5 LSU at Tiger Stadium there in Baton Rouge. They're a huge underdog here, Scotty. So how do we define success for Utah State against a team that is playing for a national championship this season? Yeah, it certainly is an ideal. You, you, you don't really want to play this game anyway, but let alone after two conference games in early October. And and it's going to feel like it's August. You know, I would check the weather for selfish reasons. And, you know, you're in the mid-90s with, I'm sure, 60%, 70% humidity. So it's going to be a nasty game that's played at 11 a.m., 10 a.m. Mountain Time. So that's a bit of adjustment for these guys. Uh, you know, to, to measure success, I would say number one is to, uh, is to stay healthy. Uh, I think that that's going to be big for this team that has had some issues with some depth, especially in the defensive backfield and at the running back position. And then, make, you know, can you move the ball in this defense? I think this is an opportunity for Jordan Love to really showcase his ability. There's going to be a lot of NFL scouts there. There's going to be a lot of people looking. He's going to feel that pressure. Can that offense get up and down the field on that LSU defense? That's going to be really interesting to see. If they can score some points and at least make things uncomfortable in the second half, that's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to see how how things respond there in Death Valley. All right, Utah State two and zero. They lead the Mountain Division. Scott Gerard, voice of the Utah State Aggies, also catch his show on twelve eighty the Zone there in Salt Lake City. Scott, good stuff as always. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game this Saturday. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. We'll take a look at the entire Week Six schedule around the Mountain West when we return after these words from your local station. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Bob Beatty, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. Welcome back to this week in the Mountain West. Your Week 6 schedule in the Mountain West gets underway Friday night in primetime. New Mexico on the road at San Jose State in conference play. Kickoff 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Mountain on CBS Sports Network. Lobos and Spartans both coming off disappointing losses and both teams looking for their first conference win of 2019. Four games Saturday, and we get it started early. Utah State looking for a major upset facing number 5 LSU at Death Valley. Kickoff set for 10 a.m. Mountain Time on SEC Network and the Watch ESPN app. LSU coming off a bye in their offense, led by Heisman hopeful Joe Burrow, is putting up ridiculous point totals, averaging 57.8 points a game. That's the best mark in the nation. Tough task for Jordan Love and the Aggies. 
At 1.30 Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network, it's a Service Academy showdown with 3-1 and Air Force on the road to face the midshipmen of Navy at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis. Air Force has not won the Commander-in-Chief's trophy since 2016. They've won it four times this decade, but Army has actually won the last two. Navy has not won the series since 2015. Navy and Air Force, the top two rushing teams in the nation, respectively, here in 2019. Then at 8 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Pacific, it's San Diego State at Colorado State on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. The Aztecs will need to score against a Colorado State team that has had no trouble putting points on the board. The Rams, the fourth highest scoring offense in the Mountain West, averaging 32 points per game. It's the defense that's been the issue. The CSU defense allowing opponents an average of 39 a game. That's only good for 10th in the 12-team conference. Perhaps this is the week the San Diego State offense averaging a Mountain West low 19.2 points per game can get rolling. And finally, number 15, Boise State is in Vegas to take on UNLV at 7.30 Pacific, 8.30 Mountain on CBS Sports Network. Since joining the Mountain West back in 2011, Boise State and UNLV have played four times. The Broncos have won all four and in dominant fashion, averaging a 24-point margin of victory per contest. Rebels quarterback Armani Rogers is considered probable to play for Tony Sanchez and UNLV. Fresno State, Nevada, Hawaii and Wyoming are all off this week. And that will do it for the week six edition of This Week in the Mountain West. If you missed any of this show, you can listen on SoundCloud on the Mountain West Radio Network page on the MW.com. You can also download the show as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And of course, follow the Mountain West on Twitter at Mountain West and like the Mountain West Conference on Facebook. I'm Nate Crackman. Enjoy your college football weekend. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.